welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation, as usual, as we learn from people all around the world at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. Today, we are going to be talking with a 15-year-old who has two nonprofits that she is running that are making a huge difference when it comes to dementia care. But before I introduce you to Haley, I want to, again, just welcome you all back to the show. For those of you that are new, Alzheimer's Speaks is about sound information, not just sound bites. We like to talk with real people in the trenches. So maybe, just maybe, you can be our next guest. Everyone is welcome anywhere in the world. The only rule is we have to have a respectful conversation. Now, um, if you liked our opening music, it's called Clarion Call by the Mark Arneson Band, and you can download that anywhere. It is summertime, and so the memory camp is back open again at Moon Beach, August 15th through the 18th. And you can call and make your reservations for your family and your loved one with dementia at 715-479-8255. And if you're looking for support, I still do two support groups. One is Arthur's Memory Cafe, sponsored by Arthur Senior Care. We meet the second and the fourth Wednesday of each month at two o'clock Eastern, one central, noon mountain time and 11 a.m. Pacific time. And we, again, we do that virtually. So if you're interested in joining us in a memory cafe, that is for people with dementia and their loved ones, just reach out to me at radio at alzheimerspeaks.com. Also, if you are in Minnesota in the Shoreview area, the last Wednesday of the month, um, we get together at the Shoreview Community Center. Um, Caregiver Connect is sponsored by Brookdale North Oaks and the Shoreview Community Center. And this is for uh, people living with dementia. There's respite care for them. Um, Most of them are probably mid-stages. And then their care partners meet with me and I facilitate their conversation there. And if you haven't checked out Dementia Map, please do so. It's a global resource directory with over 150 different categories you can search. We are always looking for new resources for people. So if you happen to have a service product, tool, book, song, movie, video, blog, any of that kind of stuff, you can go ahead and sign up. It's free, or you can also do an enhanced listing. And for people to access, it's totally free. You do not have to sign in. No personal data is given. Just go to DementiaMap.com. We're going to hear from the Adaptive Equipment and Caregiving Corner, and then we'll be right back. I love the Footbar Walker, and let me tell you why. It is the option for my toolbox that I've been waiting for. Let's be honest. There are some clients who, despite our best rehab efforts, just aren't able to return to performing a sit-to-stand transfer on their own. Now I can offer my caregivers an easier, safer option that doesn't involve hoisting their loved one up from a sitting position. 
I don't recommend this walker for all of my clients, but I do recommend this walker for those caregivers looking for an easier, safer option with transfers. I would also encourage other therapists to add this walker to their toolbox. It's kind of like having my own mobile parallel bars for the client to pull up on. Whether it's a family caregiver at home helping a loved one with Parkinson's or dementia, CNAs in a long-term care facility assisting their patients, or therapists adapting to client and caregiver-specific needs, we now have a very safe and effective option to offer in the Footbar Walker. Check this product out at thefootbarwalker.com. That's it for today from Adaptive Equipment and Caregiving Corner. Have a great day, and don't forget, if you can't do it, adapt it. Well, it is that time, and I finally get to introduce you to Haley Richmond, who is a 15-year-old who runs two nonprofits and is making a huge difference in dementia care. Haley is a passionate advocate, and even though she's only 15, this girl started much, much younger, and you're going to hear from her in just a nanosecond. She is from New York, and she is the founder and director of Kid Caregivers, and she's also the director of Puzzles to Remember. Both of them are 501c3 organizations, which means they're nonprofits, and they enhance and enrich the lives of people living with Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia. And they are really helping caregiving youth step into a space of care um, where, that they, where they can really engage and understand and help make a difference in this world. Well, Haley, I am so excited to have you with us. Um, you know, you've been on the show before. You are doing amazing work. It's kind of fun to see you all grown up now at, what are you, 15? Yeah, I just turned 15. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, well, I, I can't wait, like I said, to have this conversation and have people hear about your work in more detail. But before we go there, I always like to ask everybody, how they've been touched in their own family and friends with dementia. So when I was four years old, my grandmother got diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. And my grandfather was also diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease when I was very young. So it's affected me um, through both my grandparents. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. It's, um, it's amazing how many people I talk to that have been touched by it. Really, it's it's a pretty minute amount who, who haven't. So let's start out in the beginning. You know, you, so you were touched by your family. How the heck do you go from there to now you have two different nonprofits? What got you started in the first place? Yeah, so when I was four years old, my grandmother got diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease, and I felt very alone, and I felt isolated because I felt I was the only person going through this. So I went on the internet with my mom, and I tried to look for a support group for kids, and I couldn't find any. I found some for adults, some for other family members, but there were none for children. So I thought, why don't I create my own? So I created Kid Caregivers, which is a 501c3 charitable nonprofit organization that gives tips, ideas, and suggestions to kids who are dealing with loved ones with Alzheimer's disease so they won't feel the same 
isolation I felt. I did that when I was eight. Okay, so when you were eight years old, and then you were also part of Puzzles to Remember. Why don't you tell us how you got involved with that as well? Yes, so my mom met Max Wallach when she was caregiving for her father with Alzheimer's disease, and she started to distribute puzzles through herself and would bring them for her father. And when I was old enough, I would start solving them with my grandmother and I got more into the organization. I started just simply solving puzzles with different people at the facility. And then I took on a leadership role and I started actually becoming the associate director. And now I'm the executive director and I help place puzzles and I help find different facilities. And recently we've actually started a new branch called Puzzle Time where we usually bring the puzzles to facilities, but now the kids can actually go in and solve the puzzles Mm -hmm. with the seniors. That's wonderful. So how old were you when you started working with with Max and with the puzzles to remember? I was about four years old and I wasn't doing like the same thing I'm doing now. I just started bringing the puzzles. And then as I got older, I was able to take on more of a leadership role. Okay. Well, that is, that's pretty amazing. Would you say that there was one person or one incident that got you started with, with the puzzles to remember, and then also the kids caregiving organization? Was there one thing that just kind of triggered you for each of those that said, I got to do something here? Yeah. One thing that triggered me for starting kid caregivers was seeing other children who felt the same isolation I did. I know I would go to the hospital many times with my grandmother after she would get like a subdural hematoma or she would break her hip and I would meet other kids there and I could see how they felt alone. So I felt I don't want any more children to feel isolated. So I want to start something. And for puzzles to remember, what kind of had me start to want to volunteer more was when I would bring the puzzles to my grandmother's facility other seniors who were lonely would want to solve the puzzles with her. So I felt, you know, I want to get more involved because I feel that many of these other seniors should have puzzles because it just, it stimulates the visual cortex and it's just, it's something nice for them to do because a lot of times they're lonely and they feel isolated. With the puzzles, I, I know that you give them away. Where do you get them from? I mean, how do you how do you collect them? Because I, I've seen the boxes and the piles of the puzzles, and it's incredible how many you get and donate to people. Yeah, so a lot of puzzle companies reach out to us saying they have extra puzzles that they want to donate, and we'll take them. People can email us or reach out to us saying that they have old puzzles, and we'll take them. And we do puzzle drives and people could donate. And with the money we get from collections, we will um, buy puzzles with. And we've also partnered with Springbok, which makes specialized Alzheimer's puzzles that have 36 pieces and adult-like images. Because most puzzles that some of Alzheimer's disease can solve are 36 pieces, but most of them have kid images. Like mickey mouse or princess but someone with alzheimer's disease doesn't want that they want something that has a sky so these puzzles are specialized puzzles with big pieces that have images that you could talk about and start a conversation about so it's really good yeah are they thicker puzzles 
pieces yeah. just for dexterity and stuff too? yeah they're thicker and they're bigger so they're able to see and put the pieces in more easily okay well that's that is way cool um i you know i remember having max on and and i i want to give a plug for the book too because you were involved with that as well if i'm not mistaken why don't you tell people a little bit about that yeah so max wallach created a book called why the grandma put her underwear in the refrigerator which talks about a girl named julie who's going through something similar with her grandmother and it talks about all the incidents that she faced and how she overcame it yeah it's a great book and now did you guys do the drawings for that too um i i'm not sure i did not do the drawings Okay, because I, th I thought Max said that they that they did the drawings themselves with a, a group of people and stuff that it wasn't a, an illustrator per se, with the book, but it's a it's an absolutely fantastic book again why grandma put her underwear in the refrigerator I mean it's a catchy title it's not something you hear every day and makes people want to pick it up what are some of your long-term goals I mean I, I can't even imagine you're 15 years old you've accomplished this much already your your family must be so proud and so supportive um, to even have you do as much as you are at such a young age it's incredible thank you um I want to definitely write on my own book, a manual on um, some tips and suggestions that I have for kids who are dealing with loved ones with Alzheimer's disease. And I also want to place more puzzles. I want to start an engineering app and I want to get more programs of guidance counselors into schools and on Zooms for different students so they can talk about their experience of Alzheimer's disease. And I want to get puzzle time to more countries. And I feel that it needs to exist in perpetuity because for as long as Alzheimer's disease is still going, there needs to be puzzle time. Wow, that is ambitious. Now, when you, you were talking about engineering, are you talking about an app or something or what? You... Yeah, I wanna create an app where maybe kids can contact me if their experiences and it can be kind of like a platform where we can all share tips and ideas for each other because recently over COVID, I've been doing a lot of Zooms of different children, and I feel maybe there's an app so more people can connect with each other. Oh, that's neat. Well, and just to be able to share those shared experiences of what they're doing and to feel that they're not alone and that they're contributing to a bigger cause, I think is so important. I mean, even with the, <clears throat> excuse me, the support groups for adults, for people with dementia and those caring for them, that just that feeling of not being alone is so massively huge and uh, makes such such a difference. I love the idea about, you know, getting more guidance counselors involved because I've heard a lot of kids say, you know, we've got support groups for every every other thing in school. Why aren't we doing something for, you know, giving care to others or for dementia specifically, which I think is really important. Expanding into other countries I don't think you'll have a problem doing that as long as you've got the product um, available. Uh, I think that that is a really, really a neat, neat thing. Um, what kind of response are you getting from, from kids and what ages are you attracting right now? We're attracting any age from young children, Girl Scouts to college students, anyone who wants to volunteer or earn community service hours. 
are welcome to engage. And the children really like it because not only is it an intergenerational connection for the seniors, but the children like it because they can talk with someone. And I've known from a lot of times when I went there, everyone has this one senior that they love to talk to and they're so excited to be partners with them and just solve a puzzle. It's such a special relationship. Oh, that's neat. I'm gonna have to tell my, my granddaughters, they're like seven and 11, and um, maybe they'll get their Girl Scout troop involved in that in, in a reach out to you. How do, how do kids connect with you? Yeah, so there are many different ways. So one way is you can email us on kidcaregivers at gmail.com or puzzles number two, remember, at gmail.com. Or you can go on our website, our Facebook and Instagram and message us or just reach out to us. Okay, and we'll put all of those contacts out there for, for people so that they can have them. In terms of, of feedback from the, from the kids that you're working with, is there one or two stories that, that just kind of hold, hold heavy in your heart in terms of, boy, this is really making a difference that you could share with us? Yes, I know when I first started doing puzzle time, I went with my friend to my grandmother's nursing home and we went into the community room where all the seniors would sit and we just started doing it. And she went up to the senior that was very lonely and the woman had very like progressed Alzheimer's disease and she couldn't really pick up the puzzle and she was nonverbal. But my friend went over and she just guided her hand and like the woman couldn't talk, but she smiled. And just seeing that smile on the person's face really warmed my heart up because just a simple act of just solving a puzzle piece really changed someone's life and made them so happy. Well, it's that act of kindness and connection and engagement where you don't really need words, but so many people, I think in this day and age, still think that you do. You have to say my name and you have to have direct eye contact and you, you know, you have to do things the way I think they should be in my head instead of letting the person be who they are. And those simple pleasures are they're so powerful. I know, you know, in dealing with my, my own mom who had dementia for 30 years, those are the things that still to this day melt my heart. And most of them didn't have words. They, they were just, they emanated this just a really strong, loving, um, joyful connection. And I think sometimes in this fast paced world, we don't slow down enough to really appreciate a lot of those things. And so I think you leading by example with this is huge because even a lot of parents um, don't do what you do in terms of connections. A lot of, a lot of kids that have parents uh, who have dementia are, are feel fearful of how to engage. And um, you're really showing the way and in, in the power and the beauty of, of relationships and that they're still there to be had, which I think is really, really, really cool. Any other um, situation that stands out in your mind at all? Um, one personal situation was when I was in the hospital with my grandmother, I met a girl and she was very worried and overcome. And I just sat down and we talked together about um, what we were going through. And she said she was scared. And I told her she's not alone because there are many kids doing the same thing as her. And that, you know, it's okay to sometimes feel sad, but just know that we will get through this all together. 
Wise words, wise <laughs> words. Do you find that there are a lot of kids that are dealing with this whose families really aren't talking openly about dementia and they're, they're just kind of along for the ride or pushed to the back seat and, and not, not really part of the care team? Yeah, I do. I know when I went in my went into my school a few years ago to actually read the book by Max Walk, Why Did Grandma Put Her Underwear in the Refrigerator to my class, I was reading it. And a lot of kids after that were like, oh, my grandmother has Alzheimer's disease, you know, and I never knew that before. But I feel, you know, hearing that other people were going through the same thing really made them feel like they're not alone mm-hmm. and that they could speak about it. I guess I found that too, when I went in to talk to schools, it's just a topic that's not brought up. So when you bring it up, it's amazing how many people are dealing with this or, you know, they're what maybe watching a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle when they get home from school, but they're not really told what's going on. And, and it's, it's pretty neat. Cause I, what I found with kids is you guys are so creative and you have so much energy and you want to help, but you have to be invited into the fold too, as part of the care team. And, you know, looking at you, um, it's just, it's amazing what you've accomplished and how you're changing the perception at all different levels and the, the joy and the comfort that you're bringing to people. It's really, it's really incredible, Haley. Um, have you ever applied for like mods awards or um, have you heard of mods awards? Yeah, I applied this year. Good. Good. <laughs> Cause there's, you know, there's the one, the mods awards is for what you've accomplished already, but then there's also mods ventures for expansion. And that one, you know, the, the second one, you can get 50 to a hundred thousand dollars for seed money. And that one is still open. So if you go to modsventures.org, they have three different categories that you can apply for, but I'll just plant that seed. That might be another one that you want to, that you want to look into. Thank you. Because you are doing a a lot of really cool things. The other group I was going to mention to you too, and I don't know if you're a participant in this one, but is reimagining dementia. That is a group, they're on Facebook. There's over, I don't know, probably five, 600 professionals, but I think they would all be really, really interested in what you're doing and might be able to help you expand your work as well. Is there any advice that you have for, for kids? And then also any advice you have for parents? For kids, my advice is if you have the ability to do something, it is your responsibility to do so. And just because you're a kid doesn't mean your voice is any less powerful than an adult and you can do anything that you put your mind to. And my advice for parents is just be supportive of your kid because that can help a lot by just believing in them and telling them that they can accomplish something will really encourage them. I agree. I agree. Well, Haley, I know you are on a tight time frame, and I want to be respectful of that. I am, like I said, I was so thrilled to get you scheduled back on the show again, because I think what you're doing is so needed and it's so powerful. And I think, I think you're going to blow the socks off a lot of our listeners in terms of what you've accomplished, 
by the age of 15 years old and the difference that you're making in this arena of dementia care. So thank you so much. Thank you for this opportunity. And to our listeners, again, you can go to Haley's two websites. One is kidcaregivers.com. The other is puzzles to, and that's spelled out T-O, puzzles to remember.org. And you can also email her at either kidcaregivers at gmail.com or puzzles to remember at gmail.com. And her social media tags are the at sign and then kid caregivers, and then the at sign at puzzles to remember. And again, pass this along, take advantage of of puzzles to remember. You'll see in some of the photos and stuff on the on the blog and, and on the radio page as well, literally boxes of puzzles that they receive and ship all over. Do you know how many puzzles that you gave out last year at all? Um, I'm not sure exactly last year, but we've placed over 136,000 puzzles to facilities. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's no small number. No small number at all. Well, we wish you the best of luck, Haley. And again, appreciate your time and your effort. And um, you're always welcome back. I I can't wait to see what you do. Your goals are amazing. And I know you're going to hit those marks as well. So thank you. Thank you so much. Hello, podcast listener. If you're caring for a loved one with Alzheimer's or dementia, you'll want to check out All's Authors, the global community of authors writing about Alzheimer's and dementia from personal experience. We have the most comprehensive collection of hundreds of carefully vetted books and blogs covering all types of dementia and caring situations. Our authors' personal stories and painfully learned lessons can help you on your own journey. We also offer a fabulous podcast called Untangling Alzheimer's and Dementia, which you can find on any of your podcast platforms. Remember, you are not alone. One can sing a lonely song, but we chose to form a choir and create harmony. Find us at allsauthors.com.